Uh, today I'm joined by Claire. Claire is uh, currently in training to be a paramedic and you're a former member of the Defence Force now with how many years service? Uh, 20, well 21 plus I uh, took two years leave, nearly two years leave of absence. So 23. 23, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you miss the army now or? Um, I don't miss it per se because I still have a lot of my friends that I had in there. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think when I left, I was at a point where I wanted to do something new. Yeah. So for me, I was ready to do something new and I was leaving on a positive. I had yeah. no, you know, I was leaving on a positive note. So it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I have to get out of here. I, okay. I was still enjoying my job, but I knew it was time for me personally to do something else. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose what first prompted you to join the army, right? Did you like always have like an interest in sports or like the army or like what was? No, what I, was you? I was probably the least sporty person <laughs> okay. ever. I remember training when we were when I was going for the fitness test and my friend's um, dad was in the army and he set out um, what he said was a mile and a half for us to train on, but it was actually two miles. Okay. We, we didn't even have a clue. So we were trying to beat this time and we were like, oh my God, we're so slow. And then when we came closer to the test, he was like, actually, you guys have been running two miles. <laughs> so he did us a favor. He was like old school. But yeah. um, no, I think we did a thing, apparently when I was about 10 in school on the right. UN, and I decided that I wanted to do something with the UN. Yeah. and decided that the army was the way to do it yeah, and yeah. that was it a lot of people decide from a young age like that yeah. the army is what they want to do so it was mad like from 10 like you yeah know, if you wanted. and so you signed up then what age are you when you signed up uh i was seven i was just turned 18 i'd left school in the june okay. and i got a place in college and i started college and then the place in the army came up at the end of the november of 99 and it didn't go down too well at home when yeah. i said I'm uh, I'm leaving college and going <laughs> to the army, and my mom was like, "What? No, you're not." <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "Yes, I am. I'll see you in six months." <laughs> and that was it. But uh, yeah, and then uh, as the years went by, and she saw what I was getting out of it and how much I got to do and yeah. travel and that, like she she knew I was happy. Then obviously she worried about me at times when I was away and stuff like yeah. that. But um, yeah, when it, when she saw how much I was getting out of it, okay. then. and do you remember your first day then? First day I do, I can tell you. Yeah, where did you train? Or I, I, we, we met in Calbrua in Ratmines. Okay. And then um, we were put on a bus to Gormanstown. Um, oh, I can remember like trying to get all the bags because you come with loads of stuff thinking, oh, you don't know what you'll need or yeah. anything. And um, no one had a really a mobile phone really in 99. And we were, I, my mom said, you better get a phone before you go in there. Get, and we went into town and bought a mobile phone, but okay. they took it off us. So yeah. it made no difference. Right. Um, but yeah, struggling down the stairs with all the bags. And it was like, if one minute, once you signed, it was like, if one minute to get on the bus. And like, I was trying to carry all these bags down the <laughs> stairs in, in, in that mines. And then it was out to Gormanstown, which was in the middle of nowhere, as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Um, I didn't know where I was going. And but then it was just great. Like you just settled into life out there. I loved Gormantown. I spent five years out there uh, later on in my career. Right. I, I went back there and yeah, yeah I loved it. It's I'm, great. I'm not a fan of Gormantown. <laughs> <laughs> Bad memories. Um, yeah. But were you, was there other like uh, females in the battalion then? Or were yeah, you yeah, or? there's uh, actually I'm still good friends with a couple of the, there was uh, four of us in the room together oh, okay. and um, I'm still good, good friends with uh, a couple of the girls out of there. And, you know, if I met the others, I'd talk to them and all that. But yeah, yeah, there was, I think at different at various points, there ended up being six of us in total, if I remember right. A couple right. of people came from other other platoons and stuff like that, yeah. but there was six of us. So. Yeah, okay. we had a good, a good little gang going, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So normally, like, you see, like, one or two, like, in the battalions, but, like, they yeah. have, four, uh, well, four 
Yeah, and I've, I've, I've trained platoons where there have actually been no girls. <clears throat> so I've trained about six, I think six recruit platoons. Okay. Um, and I've trained a few with no girls at all. Um, and then I've trained a few with, like, say, one or two girls. Yeah. And if, the, if they haven't built up a relationship between those one or two, it, it can be very difficult. And if they're on their own, then it's it's extremely difficult, yeah, like, to know. Long, yeah. um, at times, I think, though, instead of, I always said to people, like, they would ask me about, did I find a difference with the, the gender thing? And I would say it came to a point in that I found it with the age yeah. Where, where I just like it was more the age thing that I found because you're working with a broad spectrum of ages, yeah. you know, and when I qualified as an NCO, I was like, I was in charge of people that were older than me. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was so it was more an age thing than I ever found a gender thing. OK, you know? yeah, yeah, fair enough. yeah. You're in Gormstown then, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how many do you know how many people in total started in Gormstown? Uh, God, I think it was a big number. It's like one or two platoons. I think I, no, we were only one platoon, but I think we were a pretty big platoon. Right. I'd say up in the forties or, or that, but then we right. diminished. I'd say it was probably thirty or under. Yeah, I think yeah, I just think under thirty. Yeah, finished. yeah. And any like memorable moments from training? Oh, loads. Yeah. In the sea. Loads, loads of ones in the sea, crawling up various through breaking the ice in the puddles because we started in November, right? Yeah, so it, it was it was freezing and they had to get it into us because they let us go home for a, a couple of days at Christmas. So okay. I had to like, you know, we had to have a really hard time before Christmas before we went home because, <laughs> you know, we, we either came back in January or didn't like, you know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, just breaking the ice out there and um, yeah, it was we just had great fun. I, I don't think I came home for a weekend in those six months really yeah. like because i would always be going to someone's like one of the girls would be like oh come home with me for the weekend or you right. know or you know we'd be going somewhere or doing something and you know just going apart it was great it was yeah. it, it was a light it was nearly like a, as much a job as a lifestyle then yeah um and just kind of totally immersed all your friends were kind of majority of your friends were, yeah. were in there and stuff like that because like all your friends that you had went to school with were going to college maybe or you know had to maybe got a different job don't you know, know me, yeah. and I remember actually one time I don't know I think we were going up table mountain in, in the Glen and just looking around me and going this is my office this yeah. is great <laughs> you know like right. uh, you know what is ever like I'm getting to what like I just thought it was brilliant I loved yeah. being outside you know okay. in a heap in a heap I was in a heap I wasn't probably I was probably like yeah, in a heap but I still just loved it like okay. you know Grand. Yeah. and you're out trying you're out you done your two three star course in, in Gormstown yeah. all together all together yeah and then were you into the 5th Battalion then in McKee then or yeah did you I was in straight into the 5th Battalion in McKee um, and then um, I went into signals in there uh, okay. again that was something I really uh, enjoyed doing and the thing about the army is and what I, what I found that, you know I've done other jobs over the years is is that peer support you get when you're in the army yeah, which yeah. I, I think is a great thing like because I remember like one of the girls that was in signals at the time calling me aside and just you know just showing me the ropes and saying this is how you do this this is how you do that and right. sometimes I don't think that's there as much in other jobs like no, but in there not. I just found that a lot of peer support I just found that was really good like you know yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's massive like even outside right like if you ask someone to do something like they might withhold it because they don't want you moving ahead of them kind of thing yeah it's, yeah it's a bit more competitive right outside whereas like in the army like everyone is kind of if you're the same rank you're the same rank you know yeah the guy that comes first and the guy that comes last is still called private or yeah or yeah yeah it is. so it's like so yeah it's exactly so everyone kind of helps each other out and, and as well as that you know that 
you have to get the job done because there's no like you know you're not getting paid by the hour it's like get the job done and when you're finished you're finished yeah. you know and then you might get to go training or do something else like so yeah it was all just about getting the job and the yeah. work done you know what was the signals course like that you got to do like how long did it last for um i think it was four or six weeks right yeah, I, and I think, yeah, it was four or six weeks. And that actually got my first trip overseas, the signals course. Uh, I right. did signals in uh, the la the very last trip to Lebanon. Right. And um, it was really good. I actually enjoyed it. And I loved doing signals. Like, I yeah. really enjoyed that element of that you were, like, you were you were an important part of what was happening. Like, do you know what yeah. I, like, because I like that element that you yeah. were, it felt very fulfilling to do that role, yeah. if you get me. No comms, no yeah. bombs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If they can't hear you, they don't know you're shouting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed that. So I did that for a good few years, Signals. Right. Um, and then I think I wasn't in that long when I did my NCOs course. It was probably... Yeah, that's... that's how long was it? 2003, long you I'd say like four four years four years okay four four, four and a bit years maybe so progression would have been quick back then right yeah progression was different then um there was a bit of seniority i had done uh, uh, that was my second set of prelims before i got the ncos course but that year that i did the ncos course there was a good few of us from the battalion on it yeah um yeah it was bigger then it just seems yeah like there was more progression there was a little bit more of waiting your turn then as well a little bit more around seniority than there maybe was in later years yeah. like in later years it would have been more about like you know you had to have certain courses done there was an xyz etc yeah but before that it was a lot about seniority and you know that you were working when you were when you were in as well like you know yeah okay and mm. the nto course then like that's that's a junior leaders course at that yeah like a junior leaders course and what i always said about the ncos courses they they teach you loads of things like they teach you yeah. you know how to plan things how to organize things but you don't learn to be an nco until you come off the course yeah until you have to go and tell people what to do and i was saying to you earlier like a lot of the people were older than me like you know and they were like looking at this young 23 year old coming in like is she going to tell me what to do and yeah. you know, what does she know of all the experience so I had to learn to work with that dynamic like how do we like you know foster relationships and yeah. you know uh, like conflict resolution and you know I was only 23 I didn't have very much life yeah. experience so training recruits was was a really good life experience um, yeah. and yeah that taught me a lot about you know how to be like an instructor how to teach people and that kind of thing um, and I really I, I enjoyed that. Mate, six was probably <laughs> a lot to do because you're teaching the same yeah. same stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But the NCO course or the junior leaders mm. course, right? It's like it's a six months inten intensive course. It's basically like a more fun version of recruit training, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there's a lot more. There is more responsibility put on you, yeah. and you have that element to perform now because more is expected of you. Yeah, continuous um, assessment. Yeah, yeah, you have continuous assessment. Um, there is bit more of a I'm trying to remember back now a bit more of an academic aspect to it I think as well yeah. certainly now there is like I did the standard course much more recently the the next progression up to yeah. be sergeant and that definitely had a, a much more classroom like uh, like I had the physical element but a lot more academic was yeah. required for you um to complete that right. but um yeah I can't it's it's a, it's a big it's a big haze which is probably yeah. because it was so intense for those weeks like you know yeah you can't really remember yeah. but um in terms of like overseas then right so were you overseas before you were promoted mm -hmm. or did you get overseas then I after was, i was overseas as uh when i was in the comsign in lebanon i was a private so i was yeah. just doing signals over there and then after uh i did the nco course and nearly very very soon afterwards maybe a couple of months i went to liberia oh, um, yeah. as a corporal 
and I did some work on admin stuff there. It's something that I wasn't familiar with. They were one of those things that have to be standing in the office one yeah. day and I wanted to go on the trip and they were like, oh, this position has come up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll do that position and do anything <laughs> had to learn it, had to learn on the fly um, right. about what to do. Um, so that was an experience. Um, Africa was totally, totally different mission to Lebanon yeah. um, and a job that I wasn't very familiar with. I had an absolutely really nice CEO um, a really nice CS like company sergeant yeah. and um, like they were really good and we did a nice little core group and uh, I great mates as well that I was sharing the tent with as well so yeah, yeah. so we we did we overall we did a good trip but it was just a different trip to Lebanon yeah what was like really like was, was it tough or was it like a okay uh, yeah it was tough you just didn't know what to expect on any given day you drive yeah. downtown and you just don't know what you're <laughs> gonna see <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just culturally it's a world away you know, from yeah. uh, from our Ireland, like, you know, so yeah. that was big. And the heat, I remember getting off the plane and I turned to one of the lads and I was like, have they turned off the engine yet? And he goes, no, no, that's the heat. And I was like, oh, oh I'm going to melt. Yeah. Absolutely melt. But uh, um, yeah, we didn't like it was the camp was very kind of enclosed. There was nowhere. Well, there was nowhere to go yeah. <laughs> or anything. Um, got out, obviously, if you're going on patrols or going to do downtown things downtown in the main HQ and that but yeah. um yeah it was just different there was no uh I don't say this it was it was they were still emerging as a society so there was quite yeah. a lot of like lot of lawlessness and, and that kind yeah. of thing but um yeah and th th they hadn't really developed as, as a nation yet at all okay. like so yeah Grand. it was interesting and you're home then for a while then from library before you go again yeah uh, I'm home till 2006 2007 I went to Kosovo okay. so in that time you look back and, and two years seems like a long time but yeah. I I would imagine if I trained six recruit students I probably trained three of them in that two years which take a few months each yeah. I would have done courses in that intervening period Um, I don't think I did my fitness instructors courses till I came back from Kosovo if memory serves me right yeah. I might have had part of it done before I went to Kosovo Um and stuff like that uh, yeah so then 2006 2007 i went to kosovo which again was somewhere totally different yeah, um completely. but uh it was a completely different mission and i was a section commander on that one um so there was more responsibility yeah. like you'd be running checkpoints by yourself and um, you were just you were sent out on patrol and you'd be just in charge of people and that was it you you went out and yeah. you planned your routes you did all your different bits and bits yeah. and pieces like yeah. so what's it section commander you'd have like eight people underneath you uh, yeah eight eight people yeah, yeah. so yeah, eight people. Big enough team. Yeah, big enough team. And then, like, I think the platoon sergeant was away at one stage, so, like, you might stand in for him and have to do some of that, which yeah. was which was difficult because at the time I was still quite a junior corporal, like a junior kind of manager. Yeah. So it was difficult. Then you're dealing with more senior people and kind of to fight the battles on behalf of your lads and, yeah. you know, get what, what like, you know, because there's always different tasks to be done and divided out and stuff like yeah. that. So. Yeah, that was a, a good learning experience as well. Yeah. And we ran the marathon out there as well. So Grant. that was my first marathon. <laughs> so how many overseas did you do in total? So four. Lebanon, four. So four. Lebanon, Liberia, Kosovo and Syria. Syria. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where we Which were was the, like, the most challenging trip for you? Which was the most challenging trip? It, it's hard to tell you because yeah. I was in a different place as a person on each of the trips. Okay. The, the most dangerous, I think, was probably like was was Syria yeah. um, or what felt like the, the most dangerous one was Syria. It was, yeah. um, it was a dodgy place. Dodgy, it was a bit dodgy, all right. Um, but the others were challenging from different as like different aspects because like like with 
with uh, Liberia. It was like the climate and the culture and all that you had to deal with. Yeah. And, you know, the job that I wasn't too familiar with, with Kosovo, I was more learning how to guide and be on my own and, you know, take all those responsibilities and just yeah. be like, right, I'm setting up a checkpoint here. This is what I have to do. And then in Syria, it was obviously a whole different ballgame because yeah. it was just like, yeah, it was a bit more dangerous. Did you feel like a different kind of level of pressure in Syria? Like, because it was a bit more kind of... I didn't actually. That dangerous. was probably one... I felt probably one of the times when I was under that bit, a bit more pressure bit that more I actually felt maybe. I was more competent in what I was doing. And yeah. I felt... Um, like personally that I had like a good trip I know like for it, everyone has different experiences yeah and um, but as well we had a good we had a really good team kind of like yeah. we did a really good platoon yeah it was I, I, a solid yeah. platoon yeah yeah actually, it was yeah. really and and one and it was someone asked me after that trip actually that was on it with us and they were saying like what do you think made our platoon kind of like and I was like well, we just got on and we if if we had a problem we spoke about it. and I learned a lot about working with other people and kind of conflict resolution on that trip and yeah. you know not not to just say oh i'm not getting on with you and not like you know you have to deal with it because yeah. if we didn't deal with it it was going to impact then on like operations and different yeah. things like that and we couldn't have that because it, it was too dangerous for that kind of thing you know yeah. so yeah mm. so it's definitely it's definitely one for the books right <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it <laughs> doesn't feel it. like that like oh it's, it's a good but what 2013 14 like 14 yeah it feels yeah. like it's only like two years ago kind of thing yeah. like, and yeah. and before i went to i had only come back to work um, how I ended up going to Syria was uh, I had come back from leave of absence in the yeah. May. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so I'd only come back quick. in the May and we were going for coffee at 11 o'clock and um, I was sitting at coffee and the lads were like, oh, I'm actually putting in for Syria. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting and all. And someone said to me, go up and put an application. It's not closed till half 12. This was like yeah, 11 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, it was an emergency deployment. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't do that. And he's like, no, nah, just throw your application in. So I went up and I remember knocking. They were all upstairs in the boardroom and they had all the applications and they probably had them all picked that stage. It was nearly half 12. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to slip my application in. And uh, the faces weren't too happy. And I think I was in the boardroom that day because I would have been going through the applications yeah. as well. Yeah. And and I was like, I'm just going to slip my application in there. And because I had been away for nearly two years, obviously yeah. I, I hadn't been overseas. So then I was going to be up in the in the running. So yeah. I, I ended up going. So I was literally back into work and straight back overseas. Yeah. So it was like, it was great because yeah. it was just right, get in there, get it done. Yeah, because people know? were saying it's like it's a gift. Like, it was like we were, what, two weeks training, two yeah. weeks, and two weeks gone. Like, two yeah, weeks and we were get gone. Get our stuff together and we were gone. Yeah, it was pretty quick, yeah. right? Because, um, yeah. yeah, I remember like applying and then four weeks yeah. I was in Syria. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> what am yeah. I doing? And then I got my appendix out as well. Oh, over there, did you? Yeah, do you not remember that? Oh. About, well, about a month into the trip, I had a little quick trip to the hospital. I got my appendix out and came back. No way. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah. No, probably not a lot of people. Probably. I was literally in the hospital the for two. Oh, well, I don't know. I was in the hospital for two nights and um, I, did, I went over to Israel. I got my, uh, yeah, it's in your appendix. Like, yeah. got, got my appendix out and came back. I think it was two nights gone or something. Yeah. I remember when the lads like got it done in uh, in Kosovo, like in yeah. the American camp, Keyhole Surgery. Was oh, they were brilliant. Back That's up and running. Yeah. The health services, second to none, like they were, yeah. they were really good, yeah. Jeez. Mm -hmm. So you're home from... You, you have all your overseas trips done from an academic point of view right what mm -hmm. did you get out of the army from an academic point of view so PTI medics yeah so I did my um, fitness training instructor uh, course in the Curra and that lasts I'm going to say in total it's the PTI bit of it the, the instructor's bit is 18 weeks I think the yeah. the supervisor bit maybe is another 6 weeks onto that and then okay. you might do your uh, your leader's course so 
eight and so 26 weeks in total 26 weeks to be but, a pgi um, is it to be a pgi yeah and yeah. then you do your NC ncef which is your national cert uh, certificate in education and fitness or exercise and fitness sorry right. national certificate in exercise and fitness so you do that through uh university of limerick okay so that was my first kind of a tie-in with like a civilian qualification yeah. with the army so i did that and then i went on and i did some more the the next level course with the ncf just on my own time um so yeah, I got that qualification out of the University of Limerick. Yeah. Then for the medics course, we did nine months in, well, an academic year in uh, University College Cork. Uh, so we go down to Cork and we do that and we do placements, various different placements in the hospitals yeah. and the ambulance. Um, and then we did our own internal like um, medical training for that as well, like uh, okay. with, with, uh, with military specific things. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be like, don't the gunshot wounds and yeah 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 that kind of thing or like uh, CBRN like the chemical biological radiological nuclear training like yeah. how to deal with casualties when you're all in, in all the gear and stuff yeah. like that um, and out of that you get a diploma in military medical care oh, from funny. UCC so that that and then I got for the when you do the standards course when you do the sergeant's course you get um a qualification from Carlo yeah IT. that's right level yeah. 7 isn't it Le uh, level 6 Seven, I think, yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. the the diploma in military medical care is level seven as well. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, so you get that as well. So like, I got a good few qualifications out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um. There they and and obviously I did all my driving training in yeah. the army, like up to truck. So uh, that's how I was yeah. able to apply for my current training in like being a paramedic was because I had that truck license there as well. Like so. Okay. You're. You decided to leave the army, right? Mm -hmm. And you went into the HSE ambulance yeah. service. I think I remember speaking to you when we came home. So you yeah. were considering it. I think I considered it then. To do and with I the pension was it that you? Yeah. Not so to I had I had applied, um, before when I came home from leave of absence when I took that time off, um, yeah. back in eleven to thirteen, I had applied in that time to go into the national ambulance service, and then I, um decided when I came back by the time they, they, they called up the panel and I'd come back from overseas I was closer to my pension than I had been yeah. and I was happier and I got um, I was uh, I got a new position I was working in the EU section in um, in the HQ um, right. and so I worked there for a few months and then I went to the medical corps and I was a lot ha I was happy in the medical corps I really liked it yeah um, and because it was the, the avenue, that was what I wanted to do. Yeah, so you're um, up in the hospital then. Yeah, yeah, I was over in, in the military hospital, and that was really good. Um, so then I reapplied again. My, right. Like I said, right, well, my 21 is coming up. Like I'm going to have my pension now, pension so I can decide now. I have an opportunity to have a second career. Whereas mm. if I felt if I waited past, like because I was uh, 42 now, like I was yeah. like if I wait past this. I just felt I wouldn't have enough time to to, to input into that. And, and as well, um, in the intervening years, I had a little girl and I, I didn't want to go over. I didn't want to go overseas again. Yeah. And I knew that. Enough. And that's that's like I always feel like if you're in the club, you play by the rules. And one of the rules is you go overseas. Yeah. So if I didn't want to do that anymore and, you know, I always felt that was one of the better aspects of the job. What 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 was my kind of? I wasn't going to get the same fulfillment from the job. Okay, yeah. So um, that was kind of one of the defining factors, and I had my pension, so I had the security there of yeah. right. I can go and try this new thing and, and, and see how it works out. Okay, yeah. and how like you're in training now to be a paramedic? Yeah. Um, how is like how are you finding like the whole transition right from like soldier to civilian like? I didn't notice. Maybe it was because I took those two years off. Okay, yeah. And I'm very much a person that I just. I do what's in front of me. So yeah. this is what's in front of me now. I was doing that other thing. Um, even when I was packing up my gear and all that, like I, 
I didn't feel that sense of loss or anything like that. I yeah. felt the transition of the change and all that. But and I because I kept a lot of my core friends from yeah. that time, it it didn't really it didn't feel it was yeah. it was fine. It like yeah, it was fine. I, what I would say is though, like maybe in the future if like they decide to do some kind of you know reserve stuff where they recruit people back in that are specialists i would do that and okay. i would i know i would enjoy that in the future like when my little one's older i'd still love to go back overseas because it was something that i really enjoyed yeah but um like now i just yeah i just do what's in front of me so yeah 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 I'm just take it as it comes yeah, yeah yeah that's good and was it hard to get into the HSE ambulance service or was it kind of a pretty similar process to the army? Or no, no, it's it's much different. Uh, right. Like, you know, obviously with the army you have your, like your, your uh, well, when I went in, you had your medical, your fitness test and uh, your interview, which was which was fine. Like, you know, I'm sure I prepped for the interview. As I said, my, my friend's dad was in yeah. already in the army, so we were prepping for the fitness. So I'm sure he did something on the interview with us as well. Yeah. Um, but no, because you had to do like the aptitude test, uh, like, well, sorry, a lengthy application form. Um, and I had done a course the first time I went for it. I went and paid. I did a like a, a day course to, oh, okay. to learn how to fill out the application and uh, to learn like a, uh, how to structure it for your interview and stuff like that. So I had right. done that previously. Okay. And then this time when I went, um, my friend's father-in-law is very experienced at interviewing people for right. for um, public service jobs. Right. So right. I went to him and I got advice off him and he went through questions with me and different right. stuff, So which was really invaluable, yeah. like, do you know? Um, but the, yeah, the process is you have to fill out uh, like it's a lengthy application, then you have to do an aptitude test. Um, and then the interview is it's like it's hard interview like yeah. you know and it wasn't in person either which I, I would my first one was yeah and I, I liked that much better and the second one was like virtual because uh, of COVID and, and everything like that yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah and then you have to submit loads of documents your guard clearance and then as you go along through the training you have different assessments that you have to pass yeah. like to go to to move on to the next stage okay. yeah so it was a lot lot different sure yeah. joining you did you have to not only you had your um your truck license from leaving the army right mm. and obviously you have to have a rigid license or a c category c license yeah. for the ambulance did you have to go and do like get a tachograph card and like do cpcs or no are you no 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 you don't because you because that was already on your license when the okay. way it way it translated over from my 154 onto my license at yeah. that time like that's the way you so. did it no you don't because then they do their own internal course as well right they okay. don't yeah they do their own internal training so it's uh, like advanced driving and things yeah like yeah that. yeah like advanced response driving as well like so they do that as well so yeah. Have you got much left now to do before you're kind of um, qualified? So the whole course is three years. Three, it's, okay. it's a degree so it's a course. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's lengthy enough, but um, the way it's split up is most of the time you're working. The first kind of year is really, really academic. Yeah. Then the second year, it's more like you're out in the job, you're doing it, but you get assessed along the way. Okay. And you must pass those assessments then as well. Yeah. And then um, in 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 conjunction with that, you're doing work with UCC there, who actually give you your degree at the end of okay. three years. So you must complete all your your um, your modules with them as well. Yeah. yeah, while you're working. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's pretty yeah, intensive, it's right? pretty intensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff, and mm. you're enjoying it anyway so far. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I really okay. like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. The army then as a whole, right? So mm. would you recommend it as a career for like a, a young girl or man even going in? Yeah, I, th I think it it depends on them as a person. Like yeah. it's very much like it, ha, what they're going to get out of it as a person. You know, for yeah. me as a person, like it gave me a lot of growth, okay. you know, um, personally wise. Uh, but 
it's it's not for everybody. No, you know, it's not for everybody. But there's a lot of different roles in there. Yeah. And I think if they streamed people a little bit more and gave said, right, this is your strengths, this is your weaknesses. There is something there for the majority of people to do. Like there's there's different roles for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a good base point for them. If Especially, I think it's very hard at 18 when you come out of school to know what you want to do. Yeah. And if you're willing to go in and give it, say, the five years and yeah. get a trip overseas and, you know, get as many courses as you want, try out different things. Like I learned everything from driving the truck to sailing. Like, yeah. you know, what wh- what other job could you go and do that in? Like yeah, I did my life saving course. Like uh, I learned to be a swimming teacher, you know, like it's just not many jobs you can do that yeah. in. So from that perspective is it's very good. Um, I think it's it's hard to, to answer that as well, because I think they're going to go through a, bit, a transformation and a change yeah. or they need to do a transformation and a change. Yeah, so what what it's going to look like for the person going in, I don't know. Like and yeah. it depends as well in your life where you are. If, if, if you have a mortgage and childcare, you're not going to survive on the wages. So, yeah, <laughs> so you know, what, if I went in, I had no responsibilities, you yeah. know, so um, it was it was it was grand because I what like what they were paying me, I thought was a fortune because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you have no bills. Or I no bills. And then, whatever, yeah. yeah. And then I went overseas and I bought my first house. So, yeah. you know, I, like I had a deposit from, from my first house and um, did it that way. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it can it can be really good for you. Yeah. Um, but you have to it has to suit you. And, it, and I think if they put people in the right roles. You know, yeah. I think you should have a general experience obviously at the start and then yeah. then, then maybe if someone said, right, this is your strengths and this is the avenue you should go down, it can be a really good career like. Yeah, no, fair yeah. enough. And then what about like people leaving, right? What advice would you give to anyone that's looking to kind of leave now that's after um, serving like 21 or 10? Yeah, you see, it's different at what different, se- like if, you, if you've different served to 21 and you, and you have your pension in your back pocket, I, I think it's a no-brainer you know it, it yeah. make a decision based on fact though sit down and do your maths look at your what your responsibilities are what are your interests in like as someone said to me before like you may not want to do what you've done for the last 21 years outside so yeah, don't expect if you were working in in like IT in the army and then you want to go out and do IT outside it might be a completely different experience and you might want to have a change yeah you know for me I only did the medical stuff for the last six years so I'm still big into that and I think that's where I want to be anyway yeah so that decision for where I wanted to go wasn't wasn't a, a big decision for me because yeah. uh, you know um, and the fact that I already had that to go to like I left right. on the Sunday and I was just started on the Monday do you know what I mean yeah. like I knew um, so really just if you can figure out what you want to do before you walk out the door and don't have any big expectations that you're like you're going to break there you haven't got the same relationships built up that you might have built up in the last 10, 15, 21 years yeah. you, you, that doesn't happen you don't walk into a job and have that built up it's not going to be the same yeah. so like don't have as much expectation of what it's going to be like. Have a fair idea what you want to do, but be willing to change that if it doesn't work out as well. Because okay. and don't don't just automatically go, oh well, this is I don't like this out here, so I'm just going to try and step back into what I was doing. Because yeah. because you left for a reason, right? Well, that's how I feel about it. You left yeah. for a reason, and you wanted to do something else. So just have a willingness to try different things, sure. you know, and, and always have a cushion, like financially, always, especially if you're leaving before your pension, always have something. Yeah. saved up there a couple of months uh, mortgage payments or whatever and always have that there so you know right well if i find myself for a couple of months with nothing then i, I have something there yeah you know 
Do you think the career break helped you to kind of stay the whole 20, well, 21 year service? Well, oh, without years a doubt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I had come to a point where I was like, I had been working in the gym just before that and I went back to the battalion for a while to the 7th, uh, sorry, it was the 5th battalion before it became 7th. Yeah. And um, I went back there and I didn't feel, I wasn't back in signals, I was, it was in A company, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see a real career progression and I went in for my yearly report and the, the CEO said, like, what would you like to do? And I said, actually, you know what? I want to take some time off. And he was like, OK, I can organise that. So my leave of absence was organised. And the lads said to me before I left, they're like, sure, sign in case you want to take extra time. And I was like, no, no, I'll be back within the year. Most definitely be back. And I was so glad I did because I oh, ended yeah. up staying nearly 22 months. Yeah. But uh, like, I'll never get that time again. Like I travelled, yeah. I worked outside in jobs in Australia. Uh, I did the whole Irish thing. I got this job um, being like kind of an office manager. I hadn't right. too much of an <laughs> idea what I was doing, Just but I made it. it. <laughs> yeah. I made it. Um, I paid some guy twice uh, one week. But anyway, other than that, it right. was all fine. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was good. And it was a really good experience to travel that far by myself. So it gave me a lot of confidence just to go right. I'm, like I had my brother was out in Australia, so I did have a bit of a cushion, but yeah. I still went out. I lived by myself. I went to New Zealand for a few months. And then I travelled all the way back um, through Indonesia and Asia and that. Oh, um, so that, that like, I'll never get that time and yeah, that experience yeah. back. And I think travelling and going out and, like, being by yourself is just invaluable. I, I, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm up doing with a four-year-old in tow now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Stick her yeah. in the backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe she's a bit older. Maybe she's a bit older and I don't have to bring all the toys. But yeah. yeah. Right. Definitely. Good stuff. Definitely well, yeah. yeah. Look, thanks very much for coming in. Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to kind of bring up or are you happy no. with? I think I'm happy enough. Yeah, yeah. grand so, yeah. yeah. Thanks, sure.